Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Beyond the Surface. Here, we have God-centered conversations about different topics and situations that students and young adults deal with. My name is Ryan. I'm the host of the podcast. Later today, I will be joined by my co-host, Ezer. Today, Ezer and I are going to talk about feeling alone and how to deal with loneliness. We are each going to offer a couple of situations where we felt alone and how we dealt with those feelings. Ezra and I hope that you guys get some benefit from today. We think that this is a really good episode and we're excited to share these stories with you. So now, let's jump into the conversation. All right, Ezra, so today we are going to talk about loneliness or feeling alone. All right. And uh, this is kind of a topic that I'm excited to talk about, which is kind of weird because I feel like guys don't really talk about this or people our age, not just guys, but, but people our age don't talk about this a yeah. ton. So I think this is going to be a, a good conversation that we've got going on today. I think we've got some good questions. Yeah, I'm excited. And everybody feels lonely at some point. I don't care who you are or what you've got going on in your life. You're you're going to feel alone at some point. So yeah. I, I hope that uh, this conversation will, will help some people out. So Ezra, why don't you go ahead, kick us off, describe a time when you felt lonely and how you overcame that time. All right, all right. So definitely my freshman year of college. I remember it was specifically my first semester in college, like probably September through December. It was without question the loneliest season I've ever Mm -hmm. faced. It's interesting because I was hearing it, you know, in my high school youth group, you know, you know, freshman through senior year in high school, like all a couple of messages on loneliness and how, man, in those seasons of loneliness, they'll come when you least expect it. And this is what you got to do. And you got to trust in the Lord and just be patient. And I had never experienced like true loneliness other than that season. Like up until that point, like I was like the star of my high school. I was really involved with our band and just really popular with everybody. And just, and just even in church as well, just I, I knew a lot of people. I always had plans every single weekend. You know me, I'm a people person, you know? Yep. I love being around people. And now, like, out of nowhere, it's like all that high school fame and glory just, like, disappeared just like that. And now I know nobody. Nobody knows my name. All of my close high school friends, well, we all kind of went in a separate directions, different universities, etc. And we don't have any time to hang out with each other just like we used to and just spend time and play video games, talk life, do what we love to do. A little bit of time, but not as much as, as I was used to. So I was I was not used to this, and I was really unhappy and, and shocked. And I was like, man, is this my life for the rest of my life? <laughs> I, was, I was worried and everything. But little did I know, this would be probably the most important few months of my entire life. I, I, I didn't like it, but this would be the largest season of growth that I've ex- I ever experienced. Because I was away from distractions. Mm -hmm. I was finally away from noise. And and God used this to speak a lot of vision to me. It was actually really great. I I picked up a a habit of reading. I I was diving into the the Bible like I've never done before. I was just learning new stuff, new hobbies, just reading a lot. And, you know, especially in my field of engineering, I was able to learn a lot from there. Spend a lot of time with professors and other classmates whom I hadn't known Drumming in particular, I really took a lot of time to to practice extra mm-hmm. with my drumming. And I feel like I really grew from that. And, you know, I just feel like if, if you have a talent, you know, it's your responsibility to steward that and to grow it and to become better. Sure. Yeah. So I, I really 
enjoyed that time. And, and again, this is all like stuff that I couldn't do if I was busy with other people, which I loved. Right. But I couldn't do all this other time, like spending time with the Lord or getting better at drumming or learning more about engineering. And ultimately, I just had a lot of quality time just with Jesus. Right. And absolutely nothing beats that. Just spending time with Jesus. Nothing. You're just hanging out just like we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I learned more about myself in those few months than I ever did in my entire life. It would it was so important to me. It's a large part of where I am mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you ever experience that kind of a freshman sort of a, a funk, I should say? Or was it kind of a different moment for you? No, it actually was. And when uh, I was kind of reading over what, what you had put down for this question, it resonated with me because it was very similar situation. Like, I played sports in high school i was the quarterback of the football team and captain of the football team that broke the wins record uh for our school Jeez, so we were wow. we were very good and i had a big role in that uh, i had a lot of good players around me uh we had plenty of college football players on that team i was not one of them but Jeez. uh but i also you know played baseball and was going to college um to play baseball you know and so there was lots of success in high school and it was like kind of you're the big shot in high school you know um and and you have tons of friends always have plans on the weekend either via sports or you know doing things with your friends uh and you know you're living at home with mom and dad so even when you're home you know you're around people and then you get to college and it was it was uh a very lonely freshman year for me Mm -hmm. definitely uh and I think that your story is cool because you talked about how you use that time to kind of better yourself and you you spent a lot of time reading and improving and kind of getting into your engineering field and spending spending time with Jesus and that's kind of where you ran to. And I did that a little bit when I got to when I got to college. So one of the things that like I experienced was, you know, everybody wanted to party and drink and I was living on campus at that time and I consumed zero alcohol, did no drug. Like I still, I I didn't drink until I was 21, like at all, you know, so none of that stuff. I wasn't into the party scene and I was just super uncomfortable. And when, you know, all my roommates and all my teammates and all my friends went out on Friday night, it was super hard for me just kind of staying in my apartment building and not doing anything. It was like that weekend after weekend. And I also had a tough major, so I was studying a lot Mm -hmm. and my buddies weren't taking school quite as seriously as me so you know I felt (laughs) lonely during that time and and a a little bit my freshman year you know I grew with the Lord I definitely did Um, I spent more time with him I found my church over in Detroit uh, and and got plugged in there and whatnot but at the end of my freshman year I actually jumped into a relationship with uh, with a girl and it wasn't a relationship that I it wasn't a relationship that was honoring to the Lord. Um, and it was definitely something that I did like out of loneliness. Yeah. Like when I came home in the summer, all my buddies had girlfriends, all my high school buddies had girlfriends. And so it, it wasn't, you know, coming back to hang out with the high school buddies anymore because they were all off doing their thing with their girlfriends right. or they were, you know, all hanging out together in a group, but I was the only single You're one. Only, yep. So it was kind of weird being in that situation, you know. Um, and so I ended up kind of getting into a relationship just with a, with a girl that I – and it's not that there was anything wrong with the girl or, you know, anything like that. But it just wasn't a relationship that I knew, like, God wanted for me and God was saying, you know, okay, go for this kind of thing. Yeah. So I kind of jumped into that and and looked for fulfillment of that loneliness and being alone in somewhere other than, than you know, going to Jesus for it. and. 
I can't tell you how many times like I was in that relationship and I you still just feel alone. Like you feel like yeah. you're not heard. You don't you know nobody sees what you're going through, even though you know you do have a person that I mean I was with her for a long time, and so even after you know you get really close with somebody and and that they still can't can't satisfy you like yeah like god can you Absolutely. know um so and i felt lonely like plenty of different times after that long-term relationship and and when it ended you know i felt totally alone you know not too long into being single again i enjoyed singleness right at first but but then again all my buddies are still in their long-term relationships yeah. so i i felt just alone again I didn't have somebody to talk to, you know, my friends are still doing their thing with their girlfriends and I'm by myself. Uh, but this time uh, was very different because I actually got out of the relationship because I felt like God was saying, hey, you know, we need to get a little bit more serious. And I just felt that tugging on my heart to kind of come back to him. That's awesome. So after that relationship ended, I committed to reading the Bible, the entire Bible over the course of a year. And so that, that was what I did. And, uh, even, I missed even the a couple of days, the book of numbers, the book of Leviticus, wow. let me tell you. You, so you read through it all. I stuck it out. I did the whole Bible in a year. I missed a couple of days, but then I would always come back and okay. I would do double the next day or I would make up for it on the weekends when I had more time. Wow. But yeah, Respect. I did it. I did it. Was super excited about that. Just that, that, that was an accomplishment that I wanted to set out, you know? But I, I started to deal with, with God with my loneliness. And I said, hey, you know, here's where I'm at. I feel like you're, you're calling me to you. Um, and I so I want to press into you during this season. And I've grown so much over these past few years uh, of being single, even with all my friends, you know, being in relationships and whatnot. And there are times that I have felt alone occasionally. But I've learned to kind of press into God and look to God in those times and God has really made my purpose in life clear to me. And so that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing my my purpose of loving him and loving others. And I've been very fulfilled, very content, very satisfied with where I'm at in my life now. That's so, so good, man. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I've been on the flip side of both, both situations, you know, yeah. trying to fulfill my loneliness and my desires, you know, with worldly things and then also chasing God and I've seen the difference and so totally it's it's pretty cool you know how how the difference has has made me and changed me I guess yeah so, for sure so I yeah think I really appreciate you being so willing to share your story about that and to open up and I know we'll kind of be getting into it a little bit later but man there's you know you can still be in a relationship or you can still be surrounded by people who love you and still feel lonely you know it's, yeah you know loneliness does not discriminate it can come right. from people who are you know, have the most friends and the most love. No, totally. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been in a big group of people, people that I consider my friends and you just feel so alone because yeah. you don't feel like anybody understands what you're going through. You don't feel like you can talk to any of those people about it. The conversations that are going on are conversations that either you're not interested in or, you know, maybe they're just not, not filling you up the way yeah. that you need in that season, you know, and, and I talked to you a little bit about Deion Sanders, was a little disappointed. Ezra didn't know who Deion Sanders was. He's won multiple Super Bowls, a Hall of Fame NFL player. Um, oh, my God. My friends know that I would not know any of this. Yeah. No, that was funny when we were talking about yeah. that earlier. But Deion Sanders was a was a, a star, obviously. Like I said, won multiple Super Bowls, Hall of Fame football player. Like, this guy had it all. 
he had fame, fortune, he was married, had kids, and he talks about how he came to Jesus. And ultimately, what happened in his life was he felt lonely. And it was interesting to me that he said he felt the absolute most alone when he was on the road for a football game, laying in a king-sized bed with two women in the bed next to him. Wow. And he said he couldn't sleep that night because he felt so alone. He said, that was rock bottom for me. I needed something else. So he eventually found the Lord and found fulfillment in that and was able to heal some of his broken relationships and, and again, find fulfillment in the Lord instead of in things of this world. That's so. crazy, man. I'm telling you, man, this world, sometimes it's just, just the enemy, just the, the, the desires mm-hmm. of this world that, that really end up just leaving us more alone. How can the world make us feel lonely? And uh, what do you think social media has to do with all this? Yeah, so I think that we often feel alone when we look at others and when we compare our journeys to somebody else's, right? We each have our own calling and we each have our purpose. And I think that when we look out and we see others that are maybe what we would consider ahead of us or living on a different purpose, um, so, so for me... You know, I've got a ton of school in front of me still. I took five years to do undergrad. I'm taking a year off right now. And then I'm looking at four more years of school before I get to kind of actually start working in the field that I want to. So I've got a lot. I've done a lot of school and I've got a lot of school. And I'm seeing most of my friends now and even like my brother and my sister are getting either to the end of their school or they're graduated and they're in their careers. A lot of my buddies are getting to the point where they're ready to propose to their girlfriends. Wow. Right. And so it's easy to look at that and it's easy to say, man, I'm behind in life. And that that can a lot of times cause loneliness because it's like all of my friends, the people that are close to me are in this different season and I'm kind of behind. I'm here by myself and it, it doesn't feel like we can talk to them or relate to them, you know. And so I think we can get isolated by that. Yeah. And and I think that social media just perpetuates that and that we get to see that stuff and constantly be surrounded by it. And God calls us all to different things. God puts each of us in our seasons at the times that he does for a reason. And I think that we often lose track of that. And, you know, the things of this world, obviously, when we start to feel lonely, come calling, you know relationships Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe partying and trying to be popular or, you know, getting the next career, like always looking to the things of the world. Um, And and sometimes that can just make things worse, right? Like for me, like I was saying, you know, I want to get to my career. I want to be in my career. I want to start my life as some people would say, but, but God says, no, my timing is, is perfect. And I've got you where I want you right now. And your journey doesn't look like anybody else's. Your timing doesn't look like anybody else's. And so, you know, we've got to just hold firm to God in that, even when we're surrounded by, you know, seeing these things on social media. And the other thing, too, that we got to keep in mind is that we only see the best parts of people's lives on social media, right? There we so go. we don't ever, you know, see the journey that it took to get to that career. We don't see, you know, the struggle that maybe goes behind the relationship. Like with every relationship, there are there are issues that go on or there are things that you have to work through. And, you know, you don't get to see that on social media. Right. You know, if you if you're into fitness and you follow like bodybuilders and stuff like that, like you don't get to see what they look like before they started lifting weights and yeah, you know, how long not. it took to get mm-hmm. 
So I think we just got to keep in mind that, you know, life is a process. It's a long journey. God's got us where he wants us. And we're, we're in the season of life that we are Come on now. for a reason. Right. So, and I know you, you kind of have some, some feelings similar about social media and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think you were kind of hitting on this, but like, isolation i think what mm. what it does is that it kind of shuts our mouths so mm. we don't you know open up to other people who right. say that hey we feel isolated when it turns out the other person that you are supposedly looking up to mm-hmm. also feels that way too mm-hmm. you know so so you know we just think oh they'll never understand me because their life is so great it turns out they're they're going through the same thing that you are but the you know the enemy just wants us to stay silent and not to reveal this about ourselves and yeah exactly you you hit on it the enemy that's one of the enemy's lies is that nobody else knows what you're going through right when people have either been there or they are there and there are tons of people around you that i guarantee you regardless of what you feel like your situation is that's causing you to feel isolated there are people around you that would love to pour into you and help you through this season yeah the thing about social media, like, man, I've just, I've been taking some time just this year in particular, just to really observe how much it sucks. Okay. Wh- when do you, when do we post when, whenever we're on Instagram or social media, we, we post at the best moments of our lives, yeah. post at the special occasions, the weddings, the parties, the spontaneous the nice views, the yeah. beautiful views, the spontaneous camping trip mm-hmm. up North with the boys, you know, yep, exactly. you know, that's when we, when we're actually posting, but mm-hmm. when are we checking? You know, we don't, we're not going to check our social media when we're up on a spontaneous camping trip with the boys. We're, we're checking our social media when we're here at home, just passing time. Mm-hmm. When we're, when we're alone, when we got nothing much else to do, so might as well check it, you know, check it. And we compare our current situation to the, to the other people online who are posting at the best moments of their lives and they're checking at the lowest moment of their lives, you know? So it's this, this unfair game that we're doing it where it's like, you know, we're comparing our temporary loneliness to someone else's temporary you know, high moment of their yeah. lives. It, it's stupid, really, because mm-hmm. we're all, everyone is doing great. Everyone has mm-hmm. some awesome lives, and God's doing amazing things in all of us. You know, in the in the the kind of the slower days, and in the the really you know cool awesome days. You know, every day has a purpose. You know, so I I think social media, you know, it, it has good intentions, but like yo, like personally, I, I've removed Instagram and Facebook from my phone. And I've only been checking it on desktop like once a week. And even then, I'm just kind of sick of it. You know, just yeah, well, like I only use it to follow other, you know, other churches and other, you know, sure. bands that I really like mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I don't even leave, look at like some of my own close friends anymore. Because if, if I'm, you know, my close friends are the only ones who are, who are really matter to me. So mm-hmm. I just text them in the group chat, you know. Sure. So yeah. that's kind of my social media for me, you know, just mm-hmm. direct message, you know, or calling or FaceTiming. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've cut back on a lot of social media. I haven't gone, I haven't like deleted it from my phone, but I'll go weeks, sometimes months. Um, shortly after Christmas, I took like a full month off and just kind of said, you know, I'm going to, this is going to be my fasting for right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to not do any social media, but I, I limit myself. I, I give myself, you know, once a day, I check Instagram and that's it. I've done a lot of unfollowing and yeah. making sure that I, the accounts that I follow are, are mm-hmm. truly people that I know. Yeah, or... everyone's posting pictures naked of themselves, you know? <laughs> well, that that's a whole nother beast. You can cut we that could... out from the, by the way. <laughs> we, cut, cut this. <laughs> we, yeah, we could, we could tackle that in another <laughs> podcast. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Anyways, let's get... <laughs> All right, we'll get back here. So, what's the root cause of our loneliness then? Why has this haunted our generation so much? Oh man, I I could take this direction, you know, this, you know, so many different routes, but I think probably my gut response is probably FOMO. 
mm-hmm. but like on like a lifetime version. Not not just like I mean little things as well, like fear of missing out of of going to a certain party or just living the life, but specifically like for like this season mm-hmm. of like being young. So I, I feel like society and culture has really kind of romanticized, you know, our youth. And they said, you're only young once, so relish it and enjoy it. And, you know, this will never come again mm-hmm. and everything. And, 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 you know, they've kind of diminished the beauty of every season of life, you know, you know, adulthood and married and kids and, you know, growing old and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, every season of life is beautiful. And, and God says, as long as there's, there's breath in your lungs, God is, God still has more for you, you know? So, so we, we've, we have this idea that like this season that we're in right now is supposedly the high of our life. And everything else is low. But like, man, your life doesn't have to be boring when you're mm. working a nine to five, you know, you know, 30 year, you know, when you're 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, when you have kids and whatnot, you don't have to be boring. Like, like life is happening right now. The question is, are you happening? Mm, that's good. You know, like now is not, you know, yeah, the time now is, is awesome. But like, man, the, the time ahead of our lives, the, the rest of our lives is going to be amazing, too. So, yeah. That's that's cool. Kind of like what I was hinting at earlier. We always want to jump to that next thing. Uh, and there's always going to be another ladder to climb. And at some point, you're going to get to a spot and you're going to be like, okay, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we often just lose track of who we're called to be, right? Yeah. Like we, we get so caught up in wanting to be liked and wanting to be popular, which really is just, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why we need the approval of people so much but it's something that i struggle with it's something that plenty of my friends struggle with so many people struggle with this i i'm sure that everybody struggles with this mm-hmm. and and that that causes loneliness in and of itself right yeah. there is just wanting to impress people and needing the approval of people because we're never gonna get everybody's approval we just aren't and so you know we forget that god calls us to be different right yeah. like as christians we're supposed to live different kind of lives and the world's never going to satisfy us like we weren't designed to be satisfied by worldly things right the only thing that can truly satisfy us is is god and his love for us and in the same token we're never going to be enough for the world no matter how good you are no matter how many accomplishments you achieve in your life the world is always going to say you know we want more they may celebrate you for a moment Maybe even for a season, but at some point, somebody else is going to come along and they're going to outdo you that's, and you're going to be, unfortunately, you're going to be forgotten by the world. That's so good. But in Isaiah, in Isaiah 43, 1, it says, my God knows my name, right? right? And then in Romans, God says that we are his children. It says, I am a child of God. And God is, is not going to forget us. That's right. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He loves us. And he wants to be enough for us. And whatever season you're in, wherever you're at, God wants us to turn to him with our loneliness. Um, And so if we allow these worldly desires that we're chasing to kind of creep in, then we're just, we're always going to feel lonely. We're always going to feel empty. And, and, you know, our generation gets very loud with its ideas of yeah, how to, really does. of how to live your life and how to fight the idea of being alone. Right. Like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe getting a girlfriend or, 
you know, the hookup culture, I think, has, has really hurt people in this aspect as well. It does. Um, I don't think, you know, that's that's a healthy thing for people who feel alone, obviously. You know, chasing success in order to get approval from other people. You know, our culture is is very much pushing this on people. And, and I think that God's message often gets drowned out by these worldly ideas of how to fight loneliness. I'm telling you, man, like... Yeah, just just looking to God's word instead of just what society's telling mm-hmm. you. Society changes all the time. So it's, yeah. you know, one trend to the next trend. First it's TikTok, and now it's whatever else it'll be. But God's right. word never changes. God's right. word is the same. It's not outdated. It speaks to us to today, right now, mm-hmm. this season. It, it, mm-hmm. God's word was written for 2020, mm-hmm. you know, for young people like us. So, yeah. So I guess I mean we've we've kind of been spewing our advice a little bit, but. Like, what's your biggest advice for people feeling alone and and where's your place to turn? Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy loneliness. Like, like, (laughs) that's like, that's an interesting answer there. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is something that, that I would not expect myself to, to say, you know, you know, someone like me, I love being around people 24 Mm -hmm. seven. I will never get enough of it. And the season of loneliness I walked through, I already shared, but that was hard for me. Mm hmm. But man, there are, there are benefits to being alone. Mm-hmm. Like yo, like like you can spend more time with God than you normally would. You can grow with Him. You can just hang out with Him the same way we're hanging out right now. Just just hang out with God. You know, go with God to a certain place and just hang out with Him alone. I think I, I shared with you a little bit. Like I just enjoy just going out to eat just by myself. Like mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know, I, 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 and I still do like enjoy doing that too. I told you I had movies alone, and you said that was too far. Eh, maybe, but... <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. I don't I'm know, just man, time. But, like, you can read more of the Bible. I know you really look mm-hmm. torn to the Bible. Like, studying a certain book mm-hmm. of the Bible you've never read before. Like, mm-hmm. just seeing, like, oh, man, that's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, just allowing God just to deal with impurity in your heart and just, just really looking looking into yourself and say, okay, what have I not surrendered to God yet? You know, all this stuff you can do when you're when you're alone. Like, in a, specifically in a season of loneliness, when you're, like, like, long periods of time are alone you have nobody else talking to you Mm -hmm. like like you can do this and you can allow god just to just to speak to you and just to just to to mold you into the person that he's called you to be and like like even just like practical things like yo like you know you're alone so why not travel somewhere you know flights are really cheap right now (laughs) yes flights are cheap yeah yo like like man if there's a certain landmark you want to travel to you know go there and and book a few nights over there one weekend or Mm -hmm. if there's a conference or some sort of event a nerdy thing you really like you know Mm -hmm. yo go check it out you know some sort of a a speech or something you know i i truly believe that our our crafts and our our talents and our our really gifts from god Mm -hmm, god's made each of us unique and, and different and god's given us talents to steward and to use and the story that comes to my mind, I always think of the master who gave his servants talents. Now, in, in this in this setting, the, the parable that Jesus was the, the parable that Jesus was sharing, you know, talents were a, a, a bag of, of cash. Yep. But let's actually let, let's actually think about these talents as actual talents, just like singing would be, or just like finance would be. Now, now we're called to steward these talents and to grow them. Man, if if the master gives you two talents, you better make it four. Otherwise, you're considered wicked and lazy. You know, so when God gives you a, a skill, like get get good, right? Get better right. at it, and 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 steward that gift and learn from it, and 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 find people who are better than you, and, and to try to try to see how they do it, and, and figure out how you can how you can use it to the best mm-hmm. of your ability, and ultimately to use it to glorify God. You know, so I, in my season of loneliness, I took a lot of time to get into to details of playing drums and exploring other genres that I wouldn't normally have time with had 
I my schedule been filled with other people. You know, so it's like all this really practical stuff, you know, like like you can really, you know, take this time to really grow yourself in a practical sense and in, in a spiritual sense. Yeah, that's really interesting. You using the story of talents there as actual talents. That's yeah. a good spin. I like I like that you did that, but I think that's that's definitely a good thing. Like when you've got the time, when you've got time alone, you know, are we being productive with it? Are we using it? wisely or or are we wasting it because it's temporary like yeah like, yeah it's not gonna last forever definitely no? you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna work a lot of hours you're gonna have a family that you come home to and have to take care of things are gonna happen in life yeah i've never thought of it like that that it's temporary but yeah that's and, and, a good and point. you don't want to spend this whole season trying to get out of it when god's actually trying to mm-hmm. develop something in it and now i want to be super sensitive too because maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like yo like i've been doing that for, for years, not like a few months, right. for years. You right. know, I, I've, I've, I want friends. I want mm-hmm. a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. Like, yeah. like, I've been developing my craft and I've been getting better at this uh-huh. and that and trying all these new things. I've been traveling a lot all by myself. Yeah. Dinners for one for days. Like, right. like, like and, I'm, I'm tired of that, you know, and I understand. No, and, and definitely. And like, I don't want to discount anybody's feelings. Feelings of loneliness are real. They I've been are. there. I've dealt with them. I still deal with them. They still come at me. Uh, I'm sure they probably still come at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we don't we don't want to say that anybody's feelings don't matter. Feelings definitely matter. And so, you know, we totally get that. Yeah. I, I promise God has ways of, mm-hmm. of bringing people to you. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you remain proactive in, in trusting him and in investing into yourself, you know, it, it's all going to make sense. God, God's going to bring people into your life and it'll all just work out so perfectly. Just just got to trust in him. I know that sounds so cliche, but but you just got to trust in God and it'll all work out. I don't know. What, what do you think about this? No, I, I totally agree. I mean, my my biggest thing and that when you feel alone is to just press into God, right? Like God wants us to run to him, not from him, like I said earlier. And it's not it's not an easy thing to do. I know that we're saying that. And, you know, sometimes you're going to be in these seasons or or you know, like you said, maybe you've been there and you feel like you've been doing that. But God, God speaks to us in ways that we don't understand. And, you know, if you're consistent and if you're constantly taking these thoughts, these desires, and you're saying, you know, God, I surrender them to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I really do believe that he's going to speak in your life and he's going to work. And, you know, it may not be in the way that you want it to be. Honestly, it, it might, you know, you might have a crush on somebody and they don't feel the same way about you, but yeah. God, will, God may change your heart, like wow. and, and or their heart. You never or know. their heart. Yeah, you <laughs> never know. That God could definitely change their heart, but God may change your heart and give you different desires. You know, yeah. when we face challenges in life, we have a great opportunity to grow in our faith, and that's written all over the Bible. I mean, you can look at so many different, as I call them, titans in the Bible. You know, if you look at Daniel or you look at David, or you know, so many of these other people, uh, Esther, I'm going through the book of Esther right now and I'm diving in deep to that book. We face challenges in our life. And when we face challenges, that's an opportunity for us to grow in our faith. And yeah. so we don't want to waste, you know, your pain or because we're busy complaining and being bitter about mm-hmm. where we're at, the season that we're in, the feelings that we have. Right. And and so we want to press into God and trust him and when we find ourselves alone, you know, we like I said, we can look for fulfillment with the things of this world, or we can run to the place that is ultimately going to fill us up, and that's that's God. You know, David said, 
you know, I turn to you and my cup runneth over. Come on now. You know, so not easy, but if you, I promise that if you run to God when you're feeling alone and when you're really struggling with this or, you know, struggling with any challenges, it can take you to places that you never would have imagined with your relationship with God and your faith and just your overall joy in life. Honestly, when you get through this season, you'll look back and you'll say, God forged me and made me stronger in yeah. this season. And I am grateful for that season. Yeah. You know, I coming out of, of a season of severe anxiety that I've dealt with. And now that I'm looking back on it, I say, I wouldn't change anything about that. Because I came out of that knowing God so wow. much better than I did when I went into that season, right? That is crazy. I've never heard anyone like kind of say, you know, like, I'm, I'm glad that happened. It's the truth. Like, yeah. be- because of what I dealt with, I came to know God more and love him deeper than I ever have before. And it, it's all worth it. Praise God. So once you've kind of overcome a season of loneliness or being lonely, you know, for a time, is that it? Have we won the battle? So like, like you can be surrounded by family and friends every single day. You, you might still feel isolated. You know, you can have the most amazing people, leadership, even a spouse, even fame, you know, mm-hmm. just like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. You know, you can have all the attention in the world yet, yet mm-hmm. still not be satisfied. No, I, I can I can personally say, you know, that that God's love satisfies you more than any love on earth ever will. God we, created us to, to be in a relationship with him. And, yes. And, and, you know, Jesus is, is more than enough for you. Like even on your very best day, you are still not enough. But Jesus mm-hmm. is always more than enough for you, even in your very worst moment. Like it's crazy to think about it, but you can be hurting. You can be grieving. You can be depressed. You can be lonely yet still find a reason to sing and be joyful because God's grace is, it fulfills you like nobody else can. Right. You know, ultimately life's a marathon. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be season changes. Unfortunately, people come and go from our lives. You know, that's just the way it goes. I'm not friends with all of my friends from high school anymore. Same thing with college. When I graduated from college, I haven't kept in contact with every single one of the people that I would hang out with on the weekends at college, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just happened. So we're going to feel lonely more than once, probably more than twice in our lives, you know, but each time is a new opportunity to experience God and his love in a new way. Uh, And some people are going to think, you know, you guys are crazy. All you say is turn to God when you're lonely. And (laughs) yeah, it might be a little bit crazy, but I am telling you this because I've I've tried both routes. I've yeah. tried to find fulfillment from, you know, things of the world. And I've also turned to God and said, you know what? This is what I'm dealing with. I'm just going to be honest where I'm at. Come on now. And I, I, I want to know you more. Speak to me as I read your word. And I'm telling you, the second option is so much better. It, it works. It's so much better. Yeah, it works. Exactly. Knowing God is the best decision that you can make. Come on now. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on Spotify so that you don't miss out on our weekly episodes. Also, Ezra and I would really appreciate it if you would share this with anybody that you think may enjoy this podcast or benefit from the conversation. 
Lastly, Ezra and I would love to connect with you, so if you have comments, feedback, or questions for us, we've got our email linked in the description, so we would love for you to shoot those our way. Or if you're listening by way of YouTube, go ahead and comment down below. Ezra and I hope that you all have a great week as you go and love God and love people.